Well, hello there. I see you found your way back through the dim and dark, stumbling helplessly into the blackness that is the void of the radio, and finally landing on a small patch of substance, an island in that black ocean, a sanctuary called the Opulence Theater. What might have called you here again? An interest in our little program, perhaps? An escape from reality, brief though it may be. Maybe it's simple, morbid curiosity that draws you back. But you know that old saying about curiosity. Curiosity is a cold-blooded serial murderer that watches from the shadows, waiting and grinning, and seems to have a serious vendetta against cats. But never fear, you brave, foolish souls. We don't intend to keep you hanging for long. For the life and times of the opulence theater are nothing if not fast-paced, gripping, and filled to the brim with excitement and adventure. I take you back now to that crumbling, giant St. Nowhere as we resume the gripping tale of the valley. A late evening gloom rolls in off the harbor, snaking through the streets and in between the buildings of St. Nowhere, covering everything in a nearly opaque mist. A lone figure creeps through the dusk, and upon arriving at an old red door on an old brown building, she knocks with purpose. Upon her knock, a panel in the door slides open, and two eyes stare down at the guest. Password, miss. Haha, <laughs> very funny. You know who I am. Let me in. Password. Now I mean it. Let me in. Not without a password. Oh, quit horsing around. This is quite rude. House policy. No password, no entry. Okay, fine. Rutabaga. That's not the password. Funny, I, I thought it was. Uh, how about 39? No. Bubbles? Applesauce. Shadow? Kansas. None of those are the password. Well, I can't say I didn't try. The woman steps through the eviscerated door and over the eviscerated bouncer to find an enormous speakeasy. This is a sting. Everybody place your hands on the tables in front of you. No sudden moves and don't try anything funny or you'll end up like the bouncer at the door. A little more lead and a lot less blood. All clear, officers. Come on in. Good work, Agent Jolson. That's the third bust this month. I don't intend for it to be the last. Boy, I tell ya, I don't know where the Vice Squad would be without you. Over here, boss. What do we have, officer? These crates are filled with contraband, drugs, weapons, explosives. We hit the jackpot. That's what I like to hear. Good haul, boys. Let's load these crates out to the trucks and get all these fine patrons into the paddy wagon. You heard me move it. By the power vested in me as Chief of St. Nowhere Police, I hereby award Agent Louise Jolson the Medal of Valor for her service to the city in the fight against crime. Well, Sally, it looks as though we may have found someone else who can help us. Yes, Inspector Stoker, it seems we have. And she's so young, very impressive. I think I can arrange a meeting with her. Oh, Howard, I intend to meet her after this press conference. The Chief owes me a favor. 
You're just full of surprises, aren't you? You can't even imagine. You know... Yes? A woman of her caliber could be... The Valiant! Why, yes, don't you agree? I do agree she's quite remarkable. But I don't think she's the Valiant. What makes you say that? Call it a hunch. Say, does she look nervous to you? It's a big day. She's probably just a little antsy. Perhaps. I think she's going to make a speech. We'll stuck around back now and meet her when she's done. I'll follow your lead. Thank you, Chief. Citizens of St. Nowhere. For this prestigious award. In turn, I swear that I will continue to crack down on crime in this city until either it or I am gone. The 23 crates we seized at this last bust were a huge blow against the Wells Syndicate, a trafficking organization larger than any I've seen. I intend to watch it crumble beneath my feet. Thank you. I think this is the room they brought her to. Perfect. Agent Jolson? One moment. Hmm. She still sounds nervous. You have five seconds to tell me why you're here. Whoa, put down the shotgun, Agent. Calm down, dear. Don't tell me to calm down. Weapons on the table now. Who the hell are you two? Okay, here's my six-shooter, and I'm going to reach into my jacket again to pull out a badge. I'd appreciate it if you don't kill me. Don't try anything funny. I wouldn't dream of it. Here. A P.I.? What a stroke of luck. I'm Inspector Howard Stoker, and this is my associate... Dame Sally Beretta. We were hoping we could discuss... I need your help. You need our help? Whatever for. Please come in. I'll explain. Right before the press conference, I found this note in my jacket pocket. Golly, that is quite the death threat. Yes, very <clears throat> specific. I assume this is connected to your recent success in undermining the Syndicate's trafficking operation. I think so. I mean, I've received death threats before, but never in the pocket of my own jacket. That is a little too close for comfort, isn't it? And it says here, you'll be dead by tonight. They even spelled tonight wrong. Clearly, we're dealing with professionals. That doesn't give us much time. How may we help, Agent? I'd like to hire you two to track down this killer before they find me. I think we can do that, right, Inspector? Don't worry, Agent. We'd be happy to help. Agent Jolson? Oh, excuse me. Hello again, Miss Beretta. Chief, good to see you. And who might this be? A private investigator, Detective Howard Stoker. He's helping me with something. Yes, I'm afraid our esteemed agent has been issued a rather serious death threat. Got on the table, if you don't mind, Chief. Pardon? Common courtesy. Thank you. Now, here's the letter Agent Jolson received. Oh, my. That is specific. Chief, if you wouldn't mind arranging a private car for us back to the station, we can talk more. I don't feel it's safe here. Right away. Let's get you out of here, Agent. We got a 1449er on 15th Street, 1449er. You'll be safe here at the precinct, Louise. Thanks, Chief. How could the note have been placed into your pocket? I don't know. I found it there before the conference. For all I know, it could have been there since this morning. Are you the first agent to make a bust on the Wells Syndicate? She's not. Three other agents have headed stings against the Syndicate, though this is easily the biggest bust of any I've seen. And you head this department, Chief? I do, yes. Have any other agents received death threats? They have not. So this is just about you then, Agent Jolson. What can you tell us about the bust you made? It was primarily a speakeasy that we were looking into, but in one of the back rooms there were crates upon crates of contraband. Any idea who the Wells Syndicate was sending it to? It seemed like an internal affair, though perhaps they were selling their goods off. Well, that might explain it. 
You managed to get quite a lot of people mad at you at once. You don't suppose they've hired an assassin, do you? I have an idea. Chief, take Agent Jolson somewhere safe. Sally, come with me. I have a job for you. We'll meet you at the safe house. And so the pair split off in search of justice. But as Jolson and the chief arrive at the safe house, Agent Jolson feels that something is off. Wait a second. This isn't the safe house. Chief, where are we? Your grave. Chief, what are you doing with that gun? Taking you off duty. Your city will remember you as a hero. Goodbye, Louise. Shooting blanks, Chief. You know, guns generally don't work without these. When did you take those bullets from me? Why, when you placed your gun on the table, of course. Common courtesy. I noticed you try and subtly sheaf a knife back when we met you at the conference. Why would a police chief have a knife out in the open like that? You gave me the note. Yes, he did. I knew somebody close to you must have slipped it into your jacket. That pair with the knife made a pretty convincing argument. But why did you do it, Chief? Perhaps I can answer that. Back at the station, Howard asked me to look at the reports from the last few stings. When I looked, I couldn't find inventory for any of them except the ones you performed, Agent Jolson. So? That doesn't prove anything. Oh? What about the fact that the document for Jolson's last bust had 19 crates logged, but she said this morning at the conference that she found 23 at the speakeasy? The paper trail speaks volumes to us, Chief. It seems my hunch was right. Our Honorable Chief of Police was funneling the confiscated contraband back to the Syndicate to cut down on cost and suspicion. Looks like you were a little too good at your job, though, Jolson, and they decided to remove you from the picture, make things a little smoother. Are we right, Chief? You may have unloaded my gun, Inspector, but you can't unload a knife. The money is way too good to let any of you stop me. That sounded like a confession to me. You just knocked him out cold. Good punching arm, Agent. Thanks. I've been boxing since I was ten. I like her. So do I. Jolson, would you do the honors? With pleasure. Chief, you're under arrest for the attempted murder of a police officer, corruption, and mob activities. I invited the boys in blue along. They should be outside by now. Why don't you take out the trash, Agent? A fine idea. I'll be right back. Come on, Chief. What? What's going on? Where am I? You're being taken downtown, Chief, where you belong. Wait. Wait. I'm innocent, I tell you. I was hypnotized. That is literally the worst excuse I've ever heard. Come on! I think we should invite her to join the team. She could be helpful. Yes, she could be a lot of things. I know what you're implying, and no, I still don't think that she's the Valiant. And why is that? I... I'll explain later. Excellent work, Agent Jolson. I think a promotion is in order. I hear they're looking for a new chief of police. Who better than a recent Medal of Valor recipient? I'll write a letter of recommendation to the mayor. Will that work? Trust me, it'll work. I cannot begin to thank you two enough for your help. If there's anything I can do to repay the favor. Well, it just so happens that Howard and I have a few... Howard, what's the matter? You look more troubled and brooding than usual. I found a note in my pocket. It's written in red ink. Or maybe it's blood. You. What does it say? Mr. Howard Stoker, P.I. and Company. You're all bold and courageous beyond the call of duty, but these qualities will only get you killed in this town. If you know what's good for you, quit while you're ahead or you'll find yourself dangling from the end of my rope. It's signed, The Puppet Master. Looks like we just found the one pulling the strings. That wasn't very subtle, was it? The Red Tail Gang can wait a little while. Or perhaps they're connected somehow. Police Chief Jolson, I think we could use your help. Inspector Stoker, 
Dame Beretta? I think you could. And so the city of St. Nowhere can rest a little easier with its new police chief. But the foreboding shadow of this new threat, the puppet master, falls squarely on our heroes. Will they untangle this villain? Or will our heroes find that they're all strung out? Only time will tell. Time, that is. And the Valiant. Hey everybody, it's me, Todd, and you know what that means. It's time for the Todd Show, starring me, Todd. <laughs> yeah! Alright, before we get started today, a uh, mysterious note just got slipped under my door, so uh, I figure I should probably read it on the radio. You know, like I always do. <laughs> okay. The Opulence Theater was made possible by WMFO, Sandbox Recording Studios, and the Tufts Podcasting Network. The show was produced by Imogen Browder and Emma Wold, written and directed by Ed Rosini, and masterfully mixed by Ben Stern. The Opulence Theater theme was composed by Cooper Katz McKim. The Opulence players were performed by Tyler Beardsley, Paxton Crystal, Christina Moore, Grace Oberhofer, Kira Patterson, and Ed Rosini, with Kenny Weitzman as the voice of the Shroud. If you want to learn more about the Opulence Theater or Wavejacked, go to www.wavejacked.wix.com. <laughs> what?